Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Okay. Oh, Desi, I'm so excited to welcome you today. I I was thrilled that you agreed to do this because here we go. Watch out, world. You know, we might have like a reality television show or something in our future. It could be. Real Housewives of Oz. <laughs> Especially if we're working at home with children. I think that would add the excitement of it. So sweet Desi, can you tell us more about yourself, your, what you're up to pre-corona and then during corona and how life looks different right now for you? Well, I'm currently in my corona gear, so <laughs> I'm, in my, I'm in my quarantine gear. I love quarantine. I knew you would uh, have an outfit for quarantine. Yeah, it's totally, I mean, you know, I'm just we can't, I, I'm always a big believer in controlling the controllables. Yes. And we talk about this all the time, even in my line of work. Um, yes. I am in pharmaceutical sales. So I work for a big pharmaceutical company called Novartis. And we actually are um, company wide. They just have announced that they're donating. Um, so they're, they're really kind of stepping in and, and to help oh. the whole situation of what's going on. Um, so there's this, there's this, um, medication called, um, hydroxychloroquine and it is supposed to, um, be very helpful in the treatment of the coronavirus. So they're donating like over 300 million doses, um, really around the world by the, by May. They say they want to do it by May. Um, so that's oh, kind of exciting. That is, I have goosebumps. That's incredible. Yeah, I am in eye care though. So I call on all the optometrists and ophthalmologists around the state. I really cover the whole state now. Um, Yes. And so I do a lot of driving. So that's why I love podcasts. (laughs) That's what I listen to all day long. They keep me company all day long. Yes. And um, so I'm, you know, I, I, I am thrilled to be here. I'm so glad you asked me. So I'm so excited. So Desi, are you able to still call upon, and like, are ophthalmologists and are they still open? Like, what's what's happening with this, and what does it look like for you? Yes, so some some are, um, but we are not calling on them in person. We have kind of switched to a virtual role, okay. um, which is actually really exciting. It's something different, but really, my main focus, and really the company's main focus with that, is just to check on. those people and make sure that they are okay how we can be a resource um, what we can do to help them through this time if anything um, still provide resources for their patients so um, copay cards samples things like that that they might need for their patients still as they're still working and seeing patients you know they're more of a front line right absolutely so we're just trying to assist them through that. Oh my goodness, because people still need their prescriptions. It doesn't just stop. Yeah. Yeah, it does not stop while we're sitting around thinking about this coronavirus. <laughs> right. Yeah, so we've had like a lot of, I've kind of switched to a, from working outside the home to now working in the home with my children. 
And how's that go? tell us a little bit about that. You're oh, God bless those parents. <laughs> I am in awe. Every time we, you know, I'm doing these interviews and I'm like, I am so in awe of the like homeschooling moms who work from home. Like, yes, I just am in just, I, I'm interviewing one of our friends who is a homeschool mom um, later. And I'm going to be like, just, just tell it to a straight, right? Like she's probably like, this is my everyday life. You guy. I, I, I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about because I think about her too. I'm like, I don't know how she does it. She like runs businesses and homeschools her kids. And she's like, right. Yes. She's amazing. But you know what? Um, we are all doing the best we can and we make decisions and we're just trying. And so like, there are people who are doing it really well. And then there's me and then there's it's like, Wah! and then you, I love it. You just are so always so poised and grace, full of grace in these moments. So can you tell us about what it's like to work at home with two little? Um, yeah. It's, it's okay. I mean, you know, you make the best of it. Thankfully. So my husband is also still having to go to his office. Yes. So yes. I'm kind of a single mom doing it. Um, but that's okay. He really helps where he can. Um, sometimes they go with him to his office for a little bit. Yes. Um, there, you just make do with what you have. And, you know, even as moms, like we kind of know how to bob and weave just from being a mom. So we really do the best we can with what we have. And I think that that really prepares us for a lot of other things like this that happen in life. It does. It really does. So can you tell me about the feelings and like the fear that you're, you might be experiencing or you might not? Like, what does it look like as you are faced with this pandemic? I am really fortunate to have a good job with a good company where I don't feel the fear of being laid off or losing my job or not being able to work and my me being at work depends on me getting paid, things like this. Like so many people have to think about that, which would naturally cause more fear. I would be more fearful. I mean, um, I, so I feel thankful for that, but I also feel for those people that don't have that. Um, and so I, I don't feel too much fear. I try not to live very fear-based anyway, because I just don't think it's productive. Again, control the controllables. So the things that we can't change, it's hard to live in fear. Now, do I have my fears and anxieties? Oh my God, yes. Like I, I am anxious, okay? <laughs> We are, but this is, but that doesn't define it. It doesn't make us left. What, like we just live, we live in who we are and we, we do and we make the best of it. And yeah. So, you know, I just think that it's all how we handle things and I, our kids are watching us and I don't want them to see me live in fear and I don't want them to see me be fearful. So I just, I just try to make, okay, this is what we're doing. This is what it is. Here's how we go forward. That is beautiful. Because we know that our children are watching. And we've, in, in various interviews, we've talked about also the way our children are processing this. Because were they talking about it at school yet? You have a second grader? Was she? Yeah. 
Um, not really, or not that she told me, you know, sometimes yeah. <laughs> they might have. We don't yeah. know. Uh, you don't have a four-year-old singing coronavirus because he over on um, repeat. <laughs> I assume that's not happening at your house. Oh, just mine. Okay. But like, I have an 11-year-old who that's all they were talking about. So right, but your four-year-old is in school with my four-year-old, you know? And so, they, you know, Annie, my four-year-old, yes, my four-year-old probably knows yep. maybe more than my eight-year-old. I don't know. Because <laughs> they're in different schools. I know. It's, it's shocking to me. And so, and you also, it's so interesting because when the governor of Kansas said, we're shutting down schools for the rest of the year, mm -hmm. I, it was overwhelming, I think, to a lot of parents. Um, and you have a, public, a child in public school and you have a child in private school that might not have to follow the same rules. Yeah, yeah. So it's such an interesting dynamic, I think, between that, those, these conversations that you're having with your kids about who goes back and who doesn't go back too. Yes. And, but so next year they will be in the same school, but right now it's a different navigation, like you said, and it has been that way kind of all year long though, because, Oh, that's yes. You have, you have them in two different schools. So you just, it's been a lot, <laughs> but just the schedules and everything being different and, you know, the, the way that they do things is a lot different, but it's really beautiful on both sides. And I'm like, I really, I really couldn't be more thankful. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I think that they respond how we respond. And I feel like if, if I'm calm and just kind of go with it then they will too and and that's what i've seen I've, I've checked in and said how are you feeling are you sad are you happy are you like what is it and we can we can put a name to how you feel and that's okay and um they're just kind of like well i miss my teacher and i'm really gonna miss my friends and so then i just think of things like well we can write them a letter we can write them a note we can make them a card we can yes. send it to them um, yes. Yeah, so I don't know, like, how are you? Oh, this is the, the same. Like I always say you have to name it to tame it. So what are you feeling? What are you doing? And then, and really helping those kids process through those experiences because they might not know what they're feeling exactly, but just have this, just with any change or transition, ch kids really react. And, and um, just helping, I think the parents set this tone. We are writing the story for how they will remember this because they are at home with us. Henry's narrative has changed because he's been home with me. And yeah, so do you feel like Henry is dealing with it differently than Theo? Yes, and now, yes, because he was in a, the school environment where they were talking about it and kids were feeding each other stories. And so now that he's home, he's able to be like, okay, well, I'm not that, you know, yeah. although I was going to have to ban the World Health Organization's website when he was in school because he was checking it so he could give everybody updates. And now he's dropped that sweet hallelujah. But it does really, who you are around really does set the tone for how you're going to react. 
Yeah, I think he's going to be an epidemiologist when he grows up. I, I said public health is his, his deal. <laughs> this is it. I love it. So tell me a little bit about your routine and your structure right now. Knowing that our kids here in Kansas or in Wichita and Andover, Kansas, are on spring break. So yes. that's a different than for the kids in California that I've interviewed or Florida that are, um, this is their school, you know, just a regular school week for them and their home. I think almost it was a blessing in disguise that if this was going to happen, it happened then. Yes. Um, or happen now during spring break because um, for them it was it for the kids it was more normal they knew it was spring break they knew they were going to be off of school so it does for them I think feel like an extended spring break um, which I think is really really good um, mm -hmm. obviously you never want something like this to happen but if it you know it it did so mm -hmm. At least it happened now, I guess. Yes. Silver linings. Right. Um, because I do think that that's been really helpful in regards to just like communicating to our kids oh. and having that time and then just feeling it be more of a transition. Yep. Um, with the school being out for the rest of the year, that's that was a different thing. That was a different thing to talk about. That was a different topic um but really i told my girls and they both were just like okay <laughs> like what now <laughs> and we're theo's like we can hug more henry and henry's like yeah so they were excited <laughs> oh yeah of course oh yeah they just are like excited to play together and that's it and you're yeah. it's so wonderful to watch um, how just how moms are navigating this time for their kids and for what that means. So tell me how you are taking time for yourself with everyone. You know, you are essentially your husband's at work. Yeah. You're working 40 hours a week still, I'm assuming. Um, and then you're taking care of the kids. So how do you have time for you? What does that look like? Well, luckily... <clears throat> with my job, it's been a little flexible. They've been super understanding that even though we're home, they also know that our children are home. And so for us working parents, I mean, it really, it's been like so amazing. Yes. And I, the, I know that there's a stigma sometimes around big pharma companies, but this one I'm telling you has been like so amazing in regards to navigating this and understanding from our perspectives too. Um, so with that being said, I've been working as much as I need to yes, and as much as they um, have us right now, but it's really not um, like what I normally would be doing. Yes. So it's not as much. So with that being said, it's, it's been so far okay. Next week, um, <clears throat> I might be working a little bit more, um, but I mean, I just make sure that they have something to do. I'll get them a puzzle or, you know, you just try to like find something to keep them occupied. That's, I try not for it to be a screen. Sometimes it is. Oh. <laughs> and you have grace for yourself when it is. Like, this is what it, uh, this is the way we are living. I mean, it's just such a shifting 
perspective and just we're just in such an odd time right now that I yes. think allowing ourselves to be kind to each other and to ourselves really to ourselves is so important well and I don't know about you but you know like <clears throat> since I'm kind of middle-aged now I guess you should say <laughs> I still feel like we're 21 obviously right I mean my care just kind of flies out the window more I'm just kind of like I don't care about a lot of things that I might have used to care about or that used to bother me as much. I mean, I'm just like, whatever. I mean, what it is, things are what they are and it's what, what happens happens. And it's just more of how you navigate it and how you deal with those situations. That's what matters the most. So it's not really the actual thing that happens. It's how you deal with it. And so I just, (laughs) I just, and to the point that it's like, okay, well, here we go. We'll just, you know. I, right. And I think that is so incredible, such an important perspective. Because how, and how do we help others gain that perspective that might not be at our, at our, at our I mean, you're younger than me, thank you. But that are at those times in their life where they're like, you know what, this is what's happening and we can't do anything about it. This is the circumstance and everything else. The only thing that we can really control is ourselves and our thoughts and the stories we, we tell our kids. Yeah. And tell ourselves. Yes. I think that like, um, the biggest thing that's been helpful for me. Okay. Like when I was in high school, I had a, a chemistry professor who you know since we went to school, same school, um, Mr. Gleason. Yes. Right. And I remember I used to always take so much on myself and put so much pressure on myself more than anyone else put on me, including my parents. I mean, it was just like, and I remember I was, I don't remember what, I think it might have been my senior year. And I was having a breakdown. Yes. In chemistry class, like literally started crying and I was just was so overwhelmed. And Mr. Gleason took me out into the hall and he's always called me Des. And he's like, it's okay, Des, you have to take things one day at a time and you are just feeling overwhelmed and you just have to take it one day at a time. And ever, I don't know, oh my gosh. I don't know what it was about that moment. I'll never forget it. I never have. It changed my whole life. Just yeah. something so simple. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Changed my whole life. And I now, like, that's how I think. I try to live in the now and, and think because your our anxieties come from getting too far ahead of ourselves. Yes, absolutely. And so if I could give any advice, it would be just to take it, take one day at a time and, and do what you can right now or what you even know right now, because that's just going to guide you a little bit more smoothly and not um, overwhelm your mind with what ifs or what's to come. And I just, it's helped me immensely. That is beautiful. Oh my gosh, that like makes me here. I mean, that is just, it's so true and such a message that we need to hear right now. Um, uh, that we don't know what will happen tomorrow. I get um, uh, text, will the governor be shutting 
sheltering in place, the state of Kansas. I don't know, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. But we cannot control what will happen tomorrow. No one can. Even if they knew, it wouldn't change anything, right? Like, the only yeah. thing we have is today. Well, and even sometimes we don't want to be in the now, right? Like, sometimes the now is not fun. Sometimes the now sucks. But... I think that the more we just know that it will pass and it will be okay um, and that it will, it will, we'll learn something. I don't know what, like right now we're all learning how to homeschool. (laughs) But we've all, I have, I have just been in all, what I have learned is that moms, other women are willing to step up and have these conversations. And that to me is, is, just further demonstrates that we are never alone and that we are all in this together, right? Like you took your Saturday morning to talk with me. This will air at another time, but you took your time to talk to me about supporting other women out there. And I think that speaks so much to our commitment to connection and community. It's just so beautiful. It's my favorite thing, honestly, like connection, and I have a cold, so I don't, it's, I promise it's not Corona, even though we're talking virtually. <laughs> right. I love that. Um, no one can cough now because, no. and I have allergies and I'm like, I promise it's my allergic cough. Okay. Well, okay. So connection and vulnerability are my favorite things. Is it always easy? No. Like, um, but I think it's so necessary for people to... I learned so much from other people and other people's experiences and them talking about those. And I want to give that back to like by talking about my experiences and being vulnerable and connecting. And my favorite thing is connection. So with that being said, with, with everything that's going on right now, people like us that do love connection and thrive on connection. Like I was so thrilled when you asked me to do this because I'm like, Oh my gosh, I connect with someone. I can connect. Like, I don't have to just feel alone and feel um, like I don't have any other adult interaction besides my husband. So, who is the, no, it is so true. How do we continue to have those touch points of connection? in the midst of this. And I think it's so important. I love, oh, keep, keep going. Go sister. Well, um, it, I think you're my first FaceTime, which is sad. I need to start FaceTiming more now oh. that we're in this situation. This is, but it's so hard because we're doing all the things like, yeah. is the, you know, like, is the house school ready? No. Like, where, where am I going to put these lunatics who need to do school, right? Like, what? And I see, I saw someone, like, getting their house, like, getting a room ready, their dining room for, have that. Done. You don't have that. <laughs> so I took this iPad and, like, showed you around my office right now. I know. It's horrible. This is the trick. Like on the outs, I was recording with Jenny Ellis, and if it was anybody else, I would have been like, "Oh my gosh!" So Theo's like, like crawling on me. Then we got off the the call, and Theo tried to cut my hair with scissors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, 
I, I don't think I'm going to make this. This is why we need to be having and telling our stories because everyone is experiencing this. Everybody's houses look crazy. Oh, yeah. Because there's kids around all the time. Oh, my God. There's kids and, like, husbands. I always say, Desi, that I learned how to train a rat in graduate school to learn behavioral modification, and yet I cannot train Chris to put cows. Or her children. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you can't. It's craziness. Okay, so Desi, I'm trying to keep these short so people can watch them. I would spend seven hours talking to you, obviously. But ofs. But Desi, I'm so excited to announce to everybody that they can. You have a podcast. Yes. You have a podcast Instagrams, the Instagrams. Can you tell us more about it? Yes. So we ha- I haven't launched yet. This has been a really long time in the making. Because life happens and a lot of stuff has happened with work and just life in general. Also, um, it's been a lot of convincing my husband because I really want him to be my first interview. Um, as he really has an amazing story to tell yes, about yes. his life that I feel like can I've learned so much from that I think that it can really teach people other people, um, a lot as well. Um, one thing I think really being like grace. Um, so with that being said, it's called behind the name. Um, the concept and the idea is that the most important person in the room is in the room, but we're usually not paying attention to them. Um, meaning that like, you know, everyone, when you look around, if you go to a coffee shop or whatever, everyone has a story. And I always like think in my mind, like what their stories are. Um, and, and we all can learn something from each other's stories. So um, it's really just about, again, connection, vulnerability, um, and learning from other people's journeys and other people's stories. We'll all have like um, some experts on. So like behind the expert um, where, they will be an expert in some area or some field that they can talk about um, all different kinds of things. It should be really fun, but it's called Behind the Name. My pod, my Instagram is Behind the Name Podcast. Okay, awesome. Um, at Behind the Name Podcast. I, I am so proud of you and so in awe, and I know that this will happen in, in when it's ready, when you're ready, when your husband's ready, when every, <laughs> You know, this is the, the thing about um, our, our plans sometimes is that they are changed, we are changed in the process, and we are becoming more of what we need to show up as that person who has a podcast and who is doing, sharing these stories. And I know that after post-corona, because there will be a post-corona, everybody, there will be a rainbow after this, um, that... that you will have even more stories to tell and even more beauty to share because there is such power in the story. And I'm so proud of you for doing that. Thank you. You can see my podcast equipment behind me. <gasps> see, you are ready. I'm ready. I cannot wait. Well, now maybe you have the time. Just I know. Ready. I mean, especially on the weekends when my husband's here, I'm just going to send him right upstairs with the kids. 
Yes, you got this. I'm I can do what I do all day. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm like, Chris, before you go into work, here you go. Here, so, that, so I don't have Theo cutting my hair. <laughs> right, because no one needs bangs right now. <laughs> I've cut my own bangs before and I'm like, I will not do that. Never. Never. Desi, if I'm faced with that, I will call you. Call and, me. Yeah, you talk me off the bangs ledge. Yes, I'll talk you off the ledge. I don't know if I can do anything about if you already cut them, but. <laughs> the kitchen shears. shears. Just a oh, Desi, thank you so much for your time. I'm so grateful. Thank you. It's been like, seriously, this has been the highlight of my Corona time off. <laughs> no, sister. Oh, okay. Well, we'll check back in. And yes. I have some ideas. Okay. okay. No, I'm going to hit stop recording.